If you have ever wondered if you are boldly embodying and stewarding your role as a faith-fueled CEO well, then keep on listening because in this episode, we are diving into five signs that may indicate that you might need to shift your approach. You see, as we journey on this faith-fueled CEO path, it is crucial to often evaluate our stewardship and how we are living out the role to ensure that we are aligning ourselves with God's plan for our life and our business. That said, if you resonate with one of these signs, please don't for one second allow it to hold you back from being the faith-fueled CEO you know and that God knows you are. All it means if you resonate with one or more of these signs is that it may be time to make some adjustments and seek the Lord's guidance on your life and business. All of that to say, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you five signs that you are not embodying your role as a faith-fueled CEO. And from there, you are actually going to learn what it means when you question if God has called you to entrepreneurship and how to tell when your business goals or success has become your idol. And also, you will be learning about the vicious cycle that you might be finding yourself in that is rooted in self-sabotage and is holding you back from being a good steward in your CEO role. Oh, and then finally, you are going to learn the exact moment I knew I wasn't stewarding my role as a faith-fueled CEO well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on in. Hey, Queen, welcome to Call to CEO. I'm your host, Hannah Brindley daughter of the king, certified life coach, and faith-fueled business mentor. I know you are so sick of feeling like you work so hard in your business with little to no reward while staying in the same cycle of self-sabotaging tendencies you know are keeping you stuck. And because of that, I know you are craving to end this never-ending cycle of self-destruction and cultivate a thriving Holy Spirit-led business without letting it become your idol. If you are ready to be fueled by faith over flesh, fight your battles spiritually instead of physically, take bold and obedient action on your God-given call to CEO, and finally create that thriving faith-fueled business, then you are in the right place. So go ahead and grab your favorite sparkling beverage, grab a notebook and pen, and let's dive in. Okay, y'all listen, (laughs) before we get into the nitty gritty of the five signs that I'm going to be sharing with you today, I feel led to tell you about the time, the exact moment when I knew I personally was not embodying or stewarding my role as a faith-fueled CEO well. And funny thing is, it was actually around this time last year. Like it is April 28th, 2023 when I'm recording this. And you know, the really cool thing about podcasting and especially podcasting consistently every single week is I can go back to the old episodes when I knew around the time when I was going through things. And I can be like, wow, like this was actually the time I was going through 
X, right? And so it's funny because I actually remembered an episode I did around this time last year when I knew that I personally was not stewarding my role as a Faith Fueled CEO well. And it is actually episode 13. Yes, episode 13. So a while back, literally a year ago, I believe it was published... I think April 26th is what it said of 2022. So literally a year ago, almost to the day, which is quite ironic. (laughs) And actually that was not planned at all. But just so you know, the episode is titled, Is God Telling You to Pause or Push? Here's how you know. And in that episode, I basically (laughs) shared with you how you know, God, well, of course, like how you can tell if God is telling you to pause or to push. So if you are dealing with that, I highly recommend tuning into that episode because I actually shared with you, you know, the moment that I knew the Lord was telling me to press a pause on the membership, which we now have the membership today, which is really cool. It's the Call to CEO Collective. You can check it out by going to www.hannahburnley.com slash membership. That's also in the show notes for you. It's really amazing. God really has been putting this heavy on my heart for a couple years, as indicated by the, um, by the podcast episode from this time last year, where you know I actually tried to launch it. Like I actually had people pay and like ready to join and excited to join, but I could tell the Holy Spirit was telling me no. And looking back now, it is because I was not stewarding my role as a CEO well. Uh, during that time, I was experiencing a lot of heavy anxiety. I was experiencing a lot of heaviness, a lot of pushing, a lot of striving, even though I was really trying not to. I, I don't think I had fully healed from, you know, the the striving mentality, the hustle mentality. And still to this day, I don't think I'm fully healed, right? Like I think it's something that, you know, my might be a struggle for me for a while. Although like I am claiming redemption and healing in the name of Jesus. But I say all this to say is that my flesh tends to always want to go back to that striving mentality. But during that season, especially I had just launched the podcast. I had just launched Faith Fuel Coach Academy as a group coaching program, which was a great launch. And then I was trying to launch this membership and I oh my goodness, like I was experiencing a ton of anxiety. And what you guys may not know is I was experiencing a lot of health issues during that time as well. And so it was very, it was just not the right time to be launching the membership, especially when I knew it was supposed to be about spiritual growth and about spiritual breakthrough and really helping women uh, in business just come together and grow with the Holy Spirit and also grow in their business and actually just work together in that way. And I don't think that I was equipped to lead that group quite yet. And so it has been quite a year. That is the truth. Uh, The membership is live and it is amazing. It's an amazing group of women. Seriously, like I feel like I'm going to cry. Like just thinking about like what the Lord has done and just how he has redeemed certain things, how he has redeemed areas of my life. My business looks very different than it did this time last year. And I just like, I just feel like I'm going to cry. But uh, thank you, Jesus. But 
you know, I say all this to say I experienced a lot of growth over this last year. And that was the moment, like right before I started recording that podcast was the moment I knew I was like, something's not right. You know, the Lord is telling me to pause. I've got to heal. You know, I've got to figure these things out. I've got to let the Lord teach me things. Right. And so that's what we did. And so (laughs) then moving forward, episode 53 of the podcast, um, which I've referenced a few times, was um, the episode about, you know, I have no plans for my faith-based business in 2023. Here's what I'm doing instead. You know, so going from, you know, God telling me to pause in April on this membership and then later uh, in 2022. (laughs) So just like eight-ish months later, am I getting that right? I think it's eight months later, uh, seven, eight months later, the Lord telling me that there's a shift coming and that things were changing. And, you know, I did not have a vision. I did not have a plan for my business in 2023. And then he told me that my word of the year was heal. (laughs) And, you know, if you go back and listen to that episode, it's episode 53, you'll find out that I was not too pleased with that word of the year. Uh, I wasn't actually going to pick a word of the year at all. And then, well, you know, like when you say you're not going to do something, the Lord is going to, he, he, he's, he's going to do something with that. So I say all this to say, just a year ago, I do not believe that I was embodying or stewarding my role as a faith-fueled CEO well. And I apologize for that. And, you know, I am just so sorry, uh, you know, to the Lord, to you guys, to all of it. But I am just so grateful for the redemption that has happened, for the healing that has happened, and, you know, for this new shift, for this new era. So all of that to say, if you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen because, you know, I do kind of share with you how to tell if God is telling you to pause or to push. Like during that exact moment when I knew I needed to take a pause. So highly recommend checking it out uh, after this one and then episode 53 as well, because that was an interesting period of my life too. So that being said, let's go ahead and move into the five signs that you may not be boldly embodying your role as a faith-filled CEO, because now that you know, like when I you know, realize I wasn't embodying that role well, I want to share with you the five signs where you can actually tell for yourself. So first things first, to keep this really simple, when we ask ourselves the question, how do we know if we are stewarding our role as a faith-fueled CEO well? The answer to that is that we can tell by the fruit our actions produce. So that said, let's talk about the five different signs you may be experiencing or the fruit you may be producing if you have not been stewarding your role as a CEO well. And I really want to throw out here, this has nothing to do with money, okay? You can be making a lot of money and not stewarding your role as a faith-fueled CEO well, just like you can be bankrupt and you are still not stewarding your role as a CEO well. Just like you can be making a lot of money or you can be bankrupt and actually be stewarding your role as a faithful CEO well. So I just wanted to throw that out there. This really doesn't have anything to do with money. Yes, the money will come, right? 
But these particular fruits, like I don't want you to think that this has anything to do with money, okay? So I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, so let's get into sign number one. Sign number one is that you have a white knuckle grip on your goals, success, and income. You know, I speak to so many founders and business owners who really do have a white knuckle grip on their success. And I totally relate because I have been there myself. But here's what I mean by that. You may not be feeling like you ever get rest because even on the days you take off, your mind still buzzes thinking about work. Or when you're spending time with your loved ones, your mind comes up with new ideas and you can't seem to stop thinking about it. Or you are so anxious about where the next paycheck is going to come from instead of fully relying on the Lord. Matthew chapter 6 verse 26 says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Jesus died for you, my friend. He died for you so you can be healed. He died for you so he could carry your burden now. You don't have to carry this burden anymore, and you don't have to white knuckle yourself through. If you are experiencing this, it's like you can't seem to get yourself to fully surrender. And it's like you know you want to surrender, but you can't seem to actually do it. Or you do it once, but it doesn't seem to stick. Which, by the way, surrender is a moment-by-moment thing, not a one-time thing. It is a posture. It's a heart posture, right? It's a moment-by-moment state of being. is full surrender and submission to our Lord. And a little not-so-secretive secret, I guess you could say, is that when you are obsessing about something, it has become an idol. So when you are totally obsessed with your business or success or making money, that is an idol right? Like it is flooding your thoughts. That doesn't mean you can't think about your business. That's not what I'm saying. But if you were going basically 24-7, and I'm saying this because I've been there, (laughs) when you are going basically 24-7 where you cannot turn your mind off because you are just thinking about how to hit this next goal or how to do this thing, and you are obsessing over it to the point where it is causing you to not rest in him, that's an idol. And this actually contributes to the next sign that I'm about to share with you, which is sign number two. And that is that you are feeling burnt out and exhausted. Because when you have a white knuckle grip on your goals and success, it will inevitably cause burnout and exhaustion. And I truly believe the burnout phenomenon comes from white knuckling your way through life and not fully surrendering to our God. But here's what I'm not saying. (laughs) I'm not saying you won't ever feel tired because you will, but there is a difference between feeling tired and feeling totally burnt out. 
you shouldn't feel like you're burning a candle at both ends at every waking moment. That is a sign of burnout and that is a sign of white knuckling your way through life and business. And if you are feeling this, please know that this is just a sign that something needs to shift. It does not necessarily mean give up. It just means that you've been white knuckling your way through life and you're not actively surrendering. So something needs to shift in that area. Let's actually take the time to rest and surrender and dwell in our Lord instead of dwelling on you know, our income or dwelling on our, you know, business success or lack thereof. What are you dwelling in? What are you abiding in? Because if you are abiding in your business or your success or anything else that is not our Lord, you are going to be burnt out and exhausted. So let's move on to sign number three. And sign number three is that you don't have other believers in business to help you process through thoughts or ideas to receive support from or pray with. And listen, this is really important. And this is something that I feel like I kind of ignored for a hot minute, but it is really important. And that is why the Holy Spirit has just put so heavily on my heart to cultivate the community inside the Call to CEO Collective. And I mean, I don't know about you, But in my small town, not many people understand what it is I do exactly. I mean, literally just the other day, you know, my little cousin was like, so how do you make money again? Like, can can you just like walk me through that? (laughs) You know, so like, what do you do? Or like, I tell them I do X, Y, Z. And they're like, you can just see it on their face. They don't get it. But, you know, I'm laughing because, you know... (laughs) It, it, it just gets, it just gets me every time. It doesn't get old. But I say all that to say, you know, some people really just aren't going to understand and that's okay. And some people also don't even really care to understand and that's okay too. We love them anyways. But the point I'm making here is that while you may have a Christian community, And while you may even have an entrepreneurial community, I found it to be very difficult to find a Christian entrepreneurial community. And this is so important because one, God created us for community and to commune with others. And two, every single Christian entrepreneur needs a safe space to help them process through thoughts and ideas and a place to receive trusted support and guidance from and a group of other like-minded individuals praying with them and for them. You know, with your local Christian community, they may not understand the problems you face in the entrepreneurial space and that's okay, right? But, you know, you may also have that entrepreneurial community that isn't full of believers which is okay too, but it's also possible that if you don't have a community of Christian entrepreneurs behind you and beside you, it's possible you could be led astray and not realize it because there's a lot of things in the entrepreneurial space that can lead you astray very easily. There's a lot of deception in the online space. So it's really important to have both of these, to have a Christian entrepreneur community. And like I said, this is honestly why I believe the Holy Spirit put my membership, the Call to See a Collective, on my heart. 
You know, this membership is a community-driven membership for faith-based business owners, creators, dreamers, and leaders who know it's time to take bold and obedient action on their God-given callings and ultimately steward their roles as faith-fueled CEOs. You know, basically, just basically, it combines both coaching and community at a low ticket price point. And right now it's literally just $57 a month, you guys. Like seriously, for coaching, the amount of coaching that you receive, like it's kind of unreal. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the value is worth much more than that. But I priced it this low because I never want anyone to feel like money is the thing that has to hold them back. So if you are feeling led to join us inside the collective, please check out our info page at www.hannahbrinley.com slash membership and, you know, take it to the Lord and pray on it. And of course, if you have any questions whatsoever, please DM me on Instagram at Hannah Brindley. My handle is in the show notes or just send me an email at Hannah at I would love to chat with you about it. But all that to say, let's go ahead and move on to sign number four. So sign number four is that you may be questioning if you have heard from God that this is what he called you to do. Now listen, if you aren't fully embodying and stewarding your role as a faith-fueled CEO, it will become much easier to give into the thought that you actually weren't called to this. Because the thing is, even the most successful And faith-fueled CEOs still experience negative thoughts, but they know how to catch them. And they are aware that this is a tactic that the enemy tries to use and will continue to use, especially if he sees you are giving in to these thoughts. You know, I actually saw a quote on Instagram one day, and I don't remember who it was. I was just scrolling, but the post said, The devil cannot kill your vision. He will try to convince you to abort it yourself. Let me repeat that for you. The devil cannot kill your vision. He will try to convince you to abort it yourself. He cannot take away the vision God gave you, but he can try to convince you to walk away to believe that this isn't what you were called to do. He's going to try to do that regardless, but how you receive that and what you do with that is entirely up to you. So my question to you would be, are you going to give in to these thoughts or are you going to catch them and remind yourself of the truth? So on that note, let's go into the fifth and final sign. And that is that you know what to do, but you just aren't doing it. Now, if this isn't a sign of not boldly embodying your role as a faith-fueled CEO, then I don't know what is because this is literally self-sabotage at its finest. It's like you can't seem to make it a priority in your life or you don't have time or you're procrastinating or you're afraid of what people will say or you don't feel like it. Just cue the list of excuses because that's what it is at the end of the day because they can just go on and on and on and on and on. But that's exactly what they are. They're excuses. Now, I'm not saying there won't be legitimate reasons why you can't do something. That's not what I'm saying. There are legitimate reasons. 
I'm just saying that if you have continuously found yourself in this vicious cycle of knowing what to do, but you aren't doing it, you are self-sabotaging like hardcore, like hardcore, because y'all, I get it. There are seasons when life gets really, really, really hard. There are seasons. I get it. But what happens when it's not a season anymore and it's actually just a habit? And it's actually just part of your lifestyle. Stop the cycle. Stop self-sabotaging, right? You know, and if we are kind of getting to the point where this is a vicious cycle, there is a reason for that. In fact, there are five reasons. And I go really in depth on each of those five reasons all the way back in episode two of this show which is actually titled five reasons you might be self-sabotaging and how to biblically stop it. And if you haven't tuned into this one yet, I highly, highly, highly recommend listening to it next. It's a listener favorite. That is for sure. Now, that being said, that wraps up the five signs that you are not boldly embodying your role as a faith-fueled CEO. And honestly, I really am just so tired of seeing entrepreneurs with God-given assignments not fully embodying their role as a faith-fueled CEO. And this is exactly why I'm on a mission to help more believers in business take bold and obedient action on their God-given calling and steward their role as a faith-fueled CEO and steward it well. So if you haven't checked out the Call to CEO Collective yet, or you haven't joined us yet, I just want to invite you to check out the info page at www.hannahbrindley.com slash membership. And that's in the show notes for you too. But, you know, check out the info page, read the testimonials, read what's included, send me a DM, send me an email, ask me questions and pray. Take it to the Holy Spirit and pray because this is here for you and this is a resource for you and I know it was created with you in mind. Hey CEO, don't head out just yet. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, it would mean the absolute world to me if you left a rating and written review of the show. It truly lights a fire in me knowing how God has impacted you through this platform. And since I absolutely adore connecting with you, please, please, please screenshot this episode or your review and post it on your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Hannah Brindley. I cannot wait to see you over there. So much love to you.